What's happening, Possum Kingdom? I don't have a lot up top here. Just wanted to remind you that we're going to have a big listening party for episode 100 on January 2nd. Now, we're going to go live with our stream around 5 p.m. Central Time, and then we will start the episode around 7, 7.30. More details to come as we get closer, but go ahead and plan on being there on Saturday, January 2nd at 5 p.m. Central Time on our Discord. If you haven't been to one of our little live stream parties before, I urge you to come check it out. They're always a blast. We're going to do some fun giveaways we got some exciting things to talk about and just have fun. We're all jazzed that we made it to episode 100. So I just wanted to remind you that that is coming up soon. I also wanted to just say happy holidays to all of you. And thank you for being a bright light in an otherwise dismal year. Um, hopefully 2021 will be better, but you know I'm not holding my breath. In any case, thank you for being one of the best parts of this year. All right, that's all I got. I know you want to know what the hell is going on. <sighs> you know, grimdark, here we go. So tune in because we're on episode 98. Oh, Captain. Why, Captain? Welcome back to the premier Grim Dark Starfinder podcast. <laughs> uh, we were talking uh, prior to push and record, you know, kind of in, in just our normal little pre-show banter. We've been joking about this. We got called Grim Dark by uh, by a review on Reddit. We all thought that was kind of funny because we don't really consider ourselves Grim Dark. But after last episode, I, I feel like we we can't joke about it's, it. It's near well, as much. it's unironic now. You yeah, know? we spoke mm. it into reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so really, the, you need to blame the redditor who said that for last week's episode. Mm-hmm. That's it's really their fault. That's that my all take this on it. Happened to it. yeah. Well, I blame. I blame hope that redditor listens and realizes that we saw their comment and is like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I we're, mean, they, we're watching. They must listen if they know that we're grimdark. They, <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Nothing about our, yeah, nothing about our like marketing material suggests grimdark. You have to get in there to really, really get to the meat of it. Yeah, it's several episode, episodes in before it yeah, gets uh, just a few. Yeah, yeah. You know, episode ninety-eight, y'all. Oh my gosh, I don't. Can I, I can't I don't believe know. it either. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like uh, I just want to stop here. I, I'm not ready for it. I'm, so cool. we just end the APA right here? Is this it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, right. Just just bad. you lie job. in it. Good job. Not no, to beat a dead gonna... horse, but I mean, I've solved this shit a long time ago. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, but, that's true, Josh. I have to give it to you, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm much more inclined to just give you that <laughs> win now. I, like, literally for the last three weeks, I've been, like, on the verge of throwing up. You know, just I just well, you I don't know. Drinking man, I, so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! In yeah. this pandemic, you know, you do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I don't know. No, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. It's just you know, with last week's episode and and what's gonna you know what, the fallout of that. What happened? And, what happened last week? Um, you guys went to a farm uh-huh. and pet some goats yeah. and drank some surge. Some surge. Was, yeah, surge. <laughs> what, what is this? Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Hey, yeah. surge is still a thing, and I I buy it regularly. You would. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, I don't know. Look, uh, says the guy with the sh- cut off shirt sleeves and suspenders. <laughs> Get the hey, fuck out of here! You shut up. You look saucy. <laughs> Um, Pop them spendies uh, for us one time, John. Yeah, let's get a suspendy twindy. There you go. That's a suspendy twindy right there. There you go. I like it. Probably, we probably better just call it a spendy twindy, right? Suspendy twindy is too long. Spendy twindy. You will say, you know, I don't really like to put things. a label on it, you know? <laughs> <I don't> like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really into labels. <laughs> just into t- suspenders. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I want to keep just get beating around the bush because I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> uh, I don't really know how it's going to go. Uh, how, how are you doing, Zach? How was your day today? Was it good? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm solid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a story. Let's, uh, uh, let's do Fly Free or Die right now. Uh, no, absolutely not. Sorry. Uh, can't can't okay. help you there. Well, all right. I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll pick it up. And, um, you know, shit, shit really got grimdark last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You might say that. Yes. But for for, for real, shit got weird. I mean, I've been talking to a couple of you in in between episodes over the week. Just y'all been texting me and just, I know it's been weighing on, on a couple of you actually as 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 people and uh, i mean how how are you feeling about it right now i feel like fell did the right thing mm-hmm. i agree I with mean, that assessment i mean you're you certainly resisted till till the very end there you know um which you know i really it I really didn't know which way you were going to go, Josh, if I'm being honest. Like, really? When I was, when I was prepping this, I, I just did, you know, I kind of figured how everybody else was going to react and what they were going to do. I mean, I kind of forced Zach into his situation and, um, I, you know, I had an idea of what Ziva was going to do. Really? Um, yeah, but, uh, it's still, <laughs> it's still kind of like, hit harder than i expected when when she, when she did it did it was that like that for you emily i mean so i have actually had i i haven't necessarily reached out to anybody because honestly i sort of wanted to wait until this episode mm-hmm. um but i i cried after we got off off air because I, I thought I had made like a huge mistake. 
Um, but after after I thought about it and everything, I was like, you know, you were you're playing your character the way she would react. Um, because everything that Ziva did, she had a very good reason for. Like mm-hmm. in her mind, she was one hundred percent making Orin better. Like she's helping him to feel better, helping to relieve some of his his hate, his pain, and you know that's that's a a good thing. It's born out of a painful circumstance, but like the doctor was saying, you know, she's familiar with that, you know, getting the mm-hmm. best out of a bad situation. So I'm going to double down <laughs> on my initial assessment. And as much as it breaks my heart, I I think that Ziva would 100%, that would have been her course of action. Hmm. Just going to double well, down like a chicken sandwich made with chicken bread. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, gross. I'm ashamed I'll, to say that I tried one of those and, um, <laughs> and enjoyed it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I was I mean, not disappointed. It's chicken, You guys man. should both be ashamed of yourselves. No. I haven't yummy. tried it. They yummy. <laughs> I want to uh, piggyback on Emily's comments. Um, I also had trouble Um the day i mean like right after session as well Uh, i had a lot of trouble sleeping and i was even wondering whether i did something wrong you know i mean with the whole exchange that happened between the doctor and kuiper etc and even then even after that i mean trying to like me and Kuiper have, have two completely different thoughts on the matter. And like, the thing is, is that it's, it was hard to actually separate that at first. It was very hard to figure that out. Like where I, I had to like put pen to paper just to address my thoughts and try to identify what the fuck is like, where's the separation? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, I hope that you figured it out. Oh, you we guys were, had choices, yeah. huh? That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, novel concept. Well, let's let's get into it and, and see what the fallout from this is going to be. I mean, we, we ended last week with the captain severing a strand of Orin's spirituality. Um, and when you do that, Ziva... The doctor turns to you and says, Yes, you have soothed your pilot and your friend. This was a wise choice in one step among many for you to achieve your nine truths. And then she turns to Mike and Kuiper and... She snaps her fingers and the restraints pop open and you are both able to get off of the beds if you want. Now, Aaron, the restraints pop off of you as well, but you are unconscious at this point. When she cut the the strand, you you just blacked out. Okay. Is... 
Is Oren still... Like, he hasn't magically healed. Is his scalp still open? And his chest cage is wide open, too. Once the doctor, you know, indicates that Ziva's done her portion, she would immediately try and start healing him, you know. Using what? Um, I mean, she has Mystic Cure. I have three. Okay, so about that. Oh. You now are required to roll a will save against corruption anytime you want to use your mystic connection powers. Oh. Cool. Cool, 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 Okay. So don't fuck it up. I'll do that. Wow. That's harsh. It's a little cocked. Can I roll again? <laughs> sure, sure, Emily. Okay, sure. good. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. I rolled a three. It's 12 three. total. All right. Uh, well... You are not able to cast Mystic Cure. However, you do progress a stage in Corruption, and you are now on stage four, and you have gained a new manifestation, but we'll get to that in a minute. I can't spend a resolve? Not here. Oh, fuck. Mike, Kuiper, what do you do? So I mean, she unstraps this, and I can see. Upon like getting up, I can see Aaron. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were able to see him the whole time, even though you were strapped down. You're just like you could just turn your head and see him. You know, you uh, heard I him mean, scream. You yeah, know? I mean, as soon as those restraints come off, I mean, I gotta play Mike, <laughs> like Mike. He pops up and says, "What the fuck did you do to him? I'll fucking kill you!" And he's gonna charge at her. Uh, she just holds up a hand and stops you dead in your tracks. Yeah, and it's like a tall person holding a child's head. He's going to be swinging at her still. I don't care. Like, he would be lost to to rage from that. From seeing, actually seeing Zach, mm-hmm. or not Zach, Aaron with his, like, chest cavity open mm-hmm. and his head sawed off. Like, there is nothing you could do to calm him down in this moment, you know? Um... She, she said, well, in that case, she snaps her fingers in blackness for Mike, and he disappears out of the lab. That's leaving probably, probably for the best. <laughs> leaving the captain and Kuiper and a splayed Oren on the table with the doctor. What do you do, Kuiper? Mm. Mm. So, Kuiper is almost almost away from this from where he's currently in this is a time that's out of place you know and even in his mind almost is also out of place but kuiper is kind of 
coming to me like as soon as the the locks disengage he kind of comes back to himself and he sees what happens with Mike just vanishes and an unbidden thought enters his head as he's like he's getting up and then he's just like the thought just intrudes and he pictures an old figure he respects saying the words to take one must first give and this gives him the courage to face what's about to happen and in that flash of realization he's going to look at Ziva lay back down and say do it the doctor looks at you Kuiper and says good you understand the value of pain you're a soldier you've been in war you understand that growth only comes from pain Captain Ziva please step over to Kuiper Mr. Vargas Ziva I mean she can you explain to me what happens to Ziva when she tries to cast the spell like you just don't feel like your your connection because your connection was through Oren and Ibra right yeah you guys kind of mind melded together in that moment on Arellos and you gained that power from your connection your mystic connection comes through Oren yeah. and you just severed it okay and you feel that you know and so do you still feel that it's there but it is so much harder for you to access you know and, and you think back to the time that you spent with Oren on Akaton like learning this and the training that he, he gave you and it just feels muddied and and everything that you thought you knew about it just seems just out of grasp okay um she would kind of like stare at her hands a little bit and then look at Kuiper and then look back at Oren and she'd say to the doctor before I, I, I can't do anything until he's he's healed I I can't heal him help help me oh he's fine and she walks over and touches Oren's forehead blackness he's gone You'll find him in one piece. Don't worry. I'm worried. <laughs> uh, we can we can go once this is done. Of course. And she would kind of slowly shuffle over. You know, Ziva's normally far from Emily. She's a very graceful creature, um, but she's just kind of slumped and just... Alright, Kuiper. 
sure about this? And from the examination table, he looks at her and just smiles. It's all right. The scientist says to you, Ziva, says, one moment before you begin. Kuiper, Mr. Vargas. Yes. I'm proud of you. And she lays her hands on your chest and shadow kind of swirls around her, kind of like almost in a tornado starting at her feet, moving up her legs around her waist, around her bust, and then down her arms. And the shadow goes into you. And she says, a gift. A token of goodwill. I don't mean you harm. I just mean to show you the beauty and the ecstasy of pain. Madam Ziva, you may proceed. So what exactly is she supposed to do? Oh, yes. Uh, I would like you to make an incision from groin to sternum. Um, the shadow, is it still like around Kuiper or is it inside him or? Oh, it's inside him. Okay. It like phased into him. All right. Ziva would, um, is he strapped down? No, he's, okay. he's doing this of his own free will. Ziva would kind of like reach out with her right hand and just kind of like stroke his brow a little bit and would lean down um, and just kiss him right between the eyes and then make the incision as you're going to make your first cut uh, the door to the lab burst open and a gray skinned woman with yellow eyes comes into the room and behind her you see a white skinned bald man with red eyes and they're like running towards you and you she shouts no she screams no stop and the doctor turns and like all of her professionalism and all her like composure melts away instantly and she turns with like utter anger and ferocity towards this these intruders and says she is mine go and at that the whole scene disappears and you all wake up at the same time with a start on the epic tracer in your beds we're, we're done with that section and so we need to talk about a little bit of mechanics and I think maybe that'll help us kind of shake the willies off here while we kind of talk mechanically. Is that what you call it, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> just shaking our willies? Just shaking the willies off? Shaking the willies Sometimes off. Sometimes you just gotta shake that willy, man. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta strogan off, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, uh... <laughs> all right. Anyway, so... What what has happened here is that throughout that process, 
she kept talking about giving you a gift with, with no, um, like you could take a man of basically what that means is that you would get a manifestation without actually moving up the corruption track. Now we'll start with Emily Ziva. You are legit on now on stage four and you have gotten the painful clarity uh, manifestation. So do you want to talk about what that is? Yeah. So painful clarity uh, as a reaction, when you fail a saving throw against a mind affecting effect, you can use a weapon you're wielding to deal yourself four damage subtracted directly from your hit points. If you do so, you can re-roll the saving throw. This benefit has no effect if you reduce the damage you inflict on yourself by any amount. The stain. You thrive on pain and thus you always have a number of self-inflicted wounds. Reduce your maximum hit points by a number equal to half your level. Oof. Yeah. Don't love it. Round it up or down? Probably down. That's typical, unless it says otherwise. doesn't say you otherwise. Know. Yeah. Um, and Hero Lab should take care of that for you. It does. Uh, um, it's awesome. Right. And so just to point out, that is one way for you to activate your previous manifestation without having to go through all your stamina. So you can hurt yourself mm -hmm. to get that advantage on rolls for a round using that, you know, so that's just something to consider. They, they, they work a little bit in tandem there. You got a fucked uh, up wombo combo. Right. I mean, right. That but is the name of the game. <laughs> Ziva is one stage away from being halfway to fully corrupted. Oh, um, Zach, you also don't really have a choice in this one. I um, suspected as much. Right. Uh, because of Ziva's surgery, uh, well, and because of Sedona and um, Evelyn's surgery, you now have the deadened emotions manifestation. Right. And you are on stage two of the corruption. Um. What that means flavor-wise, I'll let you say what the mechanics are in a second, but flavor-wise, you now have no feelings whatsoever about Evelyn or Sedona. Like, you have your your memories of them, but, like, any of your emotional memory, mm -hmm. gone. It's been mm -hmm. excised from you, you know? So, that includes the mentor feelings that you had from Sedona. She's just a boss to you at this point. And Evelyn was a casualty of work. Like, not only do you not feel that love, you've forgotten it. Like, you d you just don't have it in you anymore. It's gone. Um, you still have all of your mystical connection. The doctor did not lie to Ziva when she asked if it would separate you from Ibra. It did not. It separated her from you. Um, so talk to me about when I say her, the captain from you. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what does dead in emotions do mechanically? Uh, mechanically, it gives you a plus two insight bonus to bluff checks, mm -hmm. as well as a plus two insight bonus to saving throws against mind affecting effects. Mm -hmm. And if another creature attempts to read your mind and you succeed at the saving throw, you can render that creature shaken for one round as a reaction. 
Uh, you can do the same to a creature that fails a bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate against you by directing your lifeless gaze at it. Mm. Um, and the stain is that uh, I reduce any morale bonus that I receive by one. Oh, wow. So you are disconnected from that's, your captain because now Gidim doesn't work for you. Right. Oof. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, man. You're, Appreciate you're it. This welcome. Is, this is really a lot of fun. Well, I, welcome to Signal of Screams, finally. Jeez. I will say, <laughs> unequivocally, Orin's is the worst. Like, that is <laughs> yeah. not like the, the, the overall concept behind his manifestation. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brutal. But, you know, in just a second, Orin, um, I will... You also now, because you have such a clearer firsthand experience with it, mm-hmm. you know some more about the corruption and, and how you can possibly battle it. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. Josh, Fell basically made his choice here, right? Now, you had a choice mm-hmm. to play along with the scientist, the doctor, and you were pretty clear in your choice that you did not want it. So I'm assuming you are n- not choosing to take the gift, right? That would make sense. You, yeah. You, you did. So what I need you to do is then roll against corruption. Okay. Ooh, that's a, uh, it's a will save be a 14. 14 is not going to get it. Um, I, you can use a, I think I'm going to use resolve. Okay. So you stay at stage two, no change. You you fought it hard. Um, and actually, I want to give you an inspiration. Oh. Sweet. Uh, but go ahead and draw it, and we'll come back to you on that. Heath, uh, the same kind of goes for you, right? You fought it pretty hard. Um, and so I'm assuming you're not choosing to take a manifestation. I mean, I'm... I mean, I know you want it. I, well, I mean, I feel like that... <laughs> I don't even feel like in Mike's mind he was even presented an option, you know? Well, so, like, the think about it as playing along was the option, you know? And you didn't. You said, no. fuck that. And so you don't get a gift from her. However, you do still need to roll against the corruption. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to be a pass, my dude. That's a 26. Yeah, that'll get it. All right. Kuiper, you made a choice. And she gave you a gift. So you get a gift without moving up the corruption path. Um, I think you're the only one who got the free gift here. Uh, And it's a good one. You got the shadow jaunt manifestation which she showed you what it was, which is basically that teleportation. Why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what it does? All right. So Shadow Jaunt, uh, the gift is, as a full action, you can teleport as if using a dimension door spell from one area of dim light or darkness to another, transporting only yourself and objects you wear or carry. If you are overburdened, this teleportation fails, but... It's you can teleport up only up to 60 feet. 
and you can't teleport once again until it take a 10 minute rest when you uh which you regain stamina points you can use this ability a number of times per day equal to the number of manifestations you have which is now two yes okay uh it's stain yeah all right you are apathetic and difficult to stir into action. When you roll your initiative check, roll twice and take the worst result. So literally a cat. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Disadvantage okay. on initiative, basically, for for five uh, yeah. that we have. Yeah. I that I don't like that. That's mm-hmm. that stain. Yeah, that's rough, especially for an operative, right? Right. Um all right, so Josh, let's go ahead and go to your um, inspiration. And Emily, I'm going to give you an inspiration too. So go ahead and draw that. Well, Josh, you tell me what you got going on here. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> All right. This is from uh, Tristan, Bipolar Pop Tart. Message Help, I fell for you and I don't want to get up. Winky emoji. Oh, wow. All right, good. Well, that's that's. Good, I like though. it. Yeah, I like it too. All right, Emily. Okay, so, oh boy, this one is from Alex, my boy in Canada. Oh God, the message, spaceyelp.com review, one out of five stars. My wife and I recently had the displeasure of visiting the so-called destination of desires, as if... To start, we arrived 30 minutes early and the lady at the front desk told me that our room isn't even ready yet. Even worse, the rose petals on the bed were not made of black tar heroin, despite me specifically asking for that in my email. (laughs) My wife ordered a salad for dinner and it arrived cold. I tried to talk to three managers, but I was told she's out saving the galaxy. Do yourself a favor and never go there. I heard they chop your dick off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus. Alex is really going downhill. Oh, God. I fucking love you so much. You are just great. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, one out of five. I heard they chop your dick off. (laughs) Don't go there. Don't go there. Um, Unless you're into that sort of thing. Um, all right. So that, that's what's happened with the corruptions and you all wake up, uh, on the ship and the ship comes out of this little shadow cloud as if nothing happened. And Terry says, uh, over the intercoms, Hey guys, we are about 18 hours from Verses. Just thought you'd like to know. Terry 2.0 out. (laughs) (laughs) Mike would immediately pop up and be like, Oren, and like run to his cabin or something, you know, like after what he just saw and then got Mm -hmm. poofed out of whatever dream existence. (laughs) He wants to go check and make sure there's no holes in his boy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, for Oren's part, he would wake up like, you know, with a, a. a deep gasp and uh, like start feeling of his of his chest and his head, and then just kind of like put his hands on his head and kind of run run his hands through his hair, just kind of like uh, a little 
unsure of everything that just happened. Yeah, and then Mike bursts in. It's like, are you all right, boyo? What the fuck was that, Mike? I don't know, but last I seen you, you had holes in you and the top of your head was gone. So, looks like, uh... Wait, he had fucking holes in him? Not the case. His head was gone. Well, Fel joins us as well. Fel runs yeah, into like the room. Yeah, like I ran into the bridge. I'm sorry. No, no. no. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt then. My bad. Uh, Kuiper's <laughs> just going to run run over there too. Because, hey. But go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what that was. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, you, you look fine. Uh, yeah, I guess. Where's the captain? I don't know. Uh, let's let's find everybody, round everybody up, right? Yeah. So Orin will open a comms channel and just say, "Everybody on the bridge right now," and make his way to the bridge with Mike. Okay, you guys are on the bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're on the bridge. Is everybody else on the bridge? Yeah, Fell's gonna go to the bridge. On the way there, though, he's gonna ask, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, Terry, you mind uh, doing some checks?" And some, some weird shit just happened, man. I, I don't. It's, did you did you pick anything up on sensors or anything while like while we were sleeping? Uh, I, I did not. I, I can run a diagnostic, but I will say, as I watched all of you sleep, you were tossing and turning more than usual. Okay. I appreciate it, Terry. I love how, like, unfazed Fell is by the creepiness yeah. of Terry. He's just like, cool, whatever. Him, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, I was looking down, and he said, while I was watching you all sleep, and I look up, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Josh is so like, what? Oh, because God. because he now has a body. Now it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy now. Yeah. Well, it's like, where do you think that creepiness came from? <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> right, that's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, fell heads to the bridge. Yeah, but to answer your question, he he does say that there was no anomalies. There was no nothing registered on any of the sensors or or anything. That it was just a normal, you know, normal passage of time on okay. the way there yeah I mean, Kuiper, once, go ahead, go ahead. oh I'm sorry I was gonna say Kuiper comes in last and he's just carrying a shot of Aguardiente looking a little bit more I guess relaxed <laughs> <laughs> apathetic uh, he's just chilling he's drunk. good yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna flavor my apathy as being drunk all the time <laughs> No, 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 no. It's just like, you know, he does come in last, but he wanted to get a shot in because that was still fucking heavy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think he walks in with a shot and, like, sees Mike, like, fumbling at his APA lighter trying to light a cigar, you know? And finally gets it and, like, takes a big drag of his cigar and then exhales heavily. It's just like, so, we need to talk? What the fuck was that? So Ziva hasn't hasn't arrived yet, though, right? Ziva, as she you know heard the comms coming on, and you, Oren called for everybody. She's just kind of like sitting on her bed, taking a deep breath, sort of like thinking over everything, and 
she would get up. And on her way, before she heads out the door to the to the bridge to meet with everybody, um, she'd just be clenching her hands so, so tightly. And as the door opens, like, you see like a small amount of blood just kind of trickle out of one of her palms from where her nails are digging into her hand and she takes a deep breath and she walks to the bridge so as soon as Ziva comes into the bridge Oren will just look right to her, right in her eyes and coolly and without emotion just says you're walking a dark path, Captain. You are correct. I... And she'd just kind of look around at everybody. And then she'd look back at Oren. sorry but I was trying to help I was trying to fix the broken part it's not your place Cap but it is you're my responsibility I'm your captain I can fix you if I can mend you why would I not I'm sorry but I do not regret it or nods and um just looks away from Ziva and towards Mike and says you saw it too, huh? We were all there, right? And kind of glances towards everyone else, um, kind of wanting to confirm that we all had like this shared experience, like that it was in fact. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about with with Ziva, though. I I rushed the the scientists, and then nothing. Hmm. Well, that I mean. I was hoping this was a, a just a, a dream or something, but apparently that weren't no dream. And like you said, Phil, you like poofed out of there. Well, what, when they un, unmanacled me, I did the same thing you did. I charged that fucking scientist lady, and I got poofed out as well. And, I mean, the last thing I seen was... Oron with a big gaping fucking hole in his chest and his head and it like can't say it you know yeah and yeah, yeah. Kuiper interjects just real quick and he just takes a quick uh, he, t- he knocks back his aguardiente is what he means to say is your dome was off and you were opened from root to stem yeah I was there Kuiper <laughs> Subtle and helpful as always. 
You wanted to confirm what you saw. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't fucking like it, I'll tell you that. I don't know what this is, alright? Look, you guys know I'm not some fucking mystic, uh, not even a particularly smart man, but it seems to me like maybe Ziva and my good friend Oren here have more inclinations about what this might be than I do. So maybe do me a favor and explain it like I'm five. All right, uh, Adam, can I roll a mysticism to try to maybe, like, figure out what exactly was going on? Like, I mean, Orin's got some knowledge yeah, yeah, of planes. Absolutely, and- yeah. You can Did roll Siva a mysticism. assist with that? N- not, not on can a I- knowledge I check. Can you can do your own? own. You can do your own, yeah. I yeah. don't think I can even get a more. Is that a morale bonus or is it an insight bonus on an assist or uh, an aid another? You can uh, get it, one point of but it. But it's a knowledge, so two, but. I can't aid you. But you can do your own, Emily. Could that be conveyed through a mind meld? Not between the two of them. Uh, will a 32? Yeah, 32 is plenty. Uh, and, you know, so you kind of take in everything that you've experienced uh, including all the information you gathered at New Elysium and then what happened in this shared experience and I mean you, as you've already known you, you have shadow corruption mm-hmm. and that you must have experienced some extra planar pocket to where it was like a hybrid of a dream, hallucination, and actual experience, you know, because you woke up affected from it. And mm-hmm. that whoever the scientist person was, was able to create a little tiny pocket dimension for you to have this shared experience. Beyond that, you know what's happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know that the mystical connection that your captain had once had with you is gone. You can feel it gone in yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also now know more about how to battle the corruption. It's like being in so in this little pocket dimension of the shadow plane. You you just understand it more and so I'm going to give you some mechanical information here that Oren now knows Um, you can use remove affliction to suppress gifts and stains of any target's corruption for 10 minutes per caster level now you've done that already with Kane's fall right Um, in addition one casting of break enchantment or remove affliction can remove one manifestation but only if the victim meets the cure conditions of the corruption or, and this is the important part, hasn't accepted the gift associated with that manifestation. And what that means is you haven't actually activated the gift yet, right? So, the, but you have to make a save, you know, um, or a check using the remove affliction spell. Mm-hmm. And the DC is pretty high. Um, 
I'm just going to give you the DC. I don't know how this translates flavor-wise, but so that you know with that 32, you kind of have a full gathering. That's 15 plus three times the number of manifestations the target has. What's the role? Is it a mysticism? So it's whatever is in the text of Remove Affliction. Remove Affliction makes you do a role. I would think that it's probably a, a mysticism. Um... It's a caster check. Ah, all right. A D20 plus your caster level. Gotcha. So, the but this says that the DC equals four plus the DC of the affliction. Right, but this is a specific affliction here that has overriding rules. So So it's 15 plus plus three times times the number of the... So I can only roll a 29 on this with a natural 20. My caster level is 9. Yeah, that's the tops of it, right? So Uh it's 15 plus three times the number of manifestations the target has. And so what you can do is that you can... You can try to pull back some of the the manifestations anyways it doesn't cure the corruption sure nor does it move you back a stage in the corruption but you can pull a manifestation away which makes it easier to fight the corruption because the more manifestations you have the harder it is to fight the corruption now but you have to do it before the gift is activated the first time. Okay. Otherwise, and it's that, locked that's in. That's to actually remove the manifestation. To suppress the effects yes. of the gifts and stains, is the DC the same, or is the DC the... The DC is the same, yes. The DC is the same. Hmm. And if you're doing it to somebody like Ziva, we'll say, who's this far along, she's going to roll an opposed... She's going to roll a save against the spell to try to not get it because she's so far along. You know what I mean? So like you have to break through her will save or whatever. That's that's a pretty even if I'm willing? I mean, if you're willing, yes, but you have to ask yourself how willing you would be considering what you just did. You know what I mean? But that's that that's would always be a conversation that you would have to have in those moments, you know what I mean? And you have to make those decisions for your characters. But the reality is this is this is how you can deal with the corruption, but you know that the only way to actually cure yourselves of the corruption is to destroy the source of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that the scientist is the source of it. Okay. Well, that's a, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. For me to say in Oren's voice? Yeah, you can just relay that <laughs> to the... And, well, you so, know. T- so, to be fair, uh, the question prompted by Mike was not so much about mechanics, but, like, he doesn't understand 
anything about the severing of bonds or ties or anything like that that just happens. He just knows what he saw was you, like, cut open and that Ziva did part of it and doesn't understand any of the, like, mentor mystical aspects of what the fuck is going on. Right. I think uh, Zach just wanted to have all the information before he answered that right, question. Right, sure. right. No, I totally understand that. But I do think you, you know, now as Oren, you can respond to Mike in whatever way you want to. Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, Orin, well, gosh, how do I, how do I explain like Mike's five? <laughs> I mean, just hit the basics, baby, you know, like, I mean, tell him what happened. I mean, if it helps, I don't think Mike would necessarily even be aware fully that you, you and Ziva had some kind of weird mystical bond. Like, he knows mm-hmm. you've got some kind of, like you know connection like emotionally but like in terms of like mystical powers like how would he know that and why would he care you know other than like heal me sometimes so like he he doesn't all he knows is that he popped into this dream thing that he thought was a dream when he woke up until you guys confirmed that you all experienced it as well you know and yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, Mike is incredibly limited in what he could not only intuit, but actually know about what just happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Oren uh, just basically says, that scientist, it's, it's shadow planar magic, but she went in there and cut out pieces of me pieces that I thought were important and then Ziva came along and severed a piece of the connection that I guess I was channeling into her through Ibra it's it's mystical mumbo jumbo Mike it's not going to be anything that it's going to make much sense to you but I mean like what does that mean for you and for her, like, functionally as people? Like, I know you're a man of Ebra, and this is a world where gods are demonstrably real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I don't she, know, Mike. What she, it means she, is she that cut we you need off? to get... As no. far as I... Not from Ibra, not not Oren. Oren is still intact with Ibra. I would not sever that connection. That is not. That was never my intention. Cap. Stop. Just stop. And he turns back to Mike and says, uh, "What it means is that we need to get to Verses, and we need to talk to Kaon Race, and we need to find the source of this corruption." And we need to end this. Look, mate. We're good friends. You don't get to fucking do that to me, right? Where you just say, like, that means we need to get to the next leg of the mission. What fucking connection got broken here? Like I said, Mike. Ziva was able to channel a piece of the connection that I have with Ibra. And it was giving her mystical abilities 
we were training in between you know the situation on Arellos with the Aslanti and uh, cultivating her abilities I don't know what it means for her but yeah there you go but you're you're good I'm a, I'm as good as I can be Mike alright and Mike you know visibly like is trying to process that for a second you know cause like he doesn't get any of this he just like does it does not click for him how any of this at mystical stuff or magical stuff in general not in his wheelhouse doesn't understand it accepts it as a reality doesn't have any inclination as to how it yeah works. it doesn't like yeah. comprehend the, the intricacies right. fell's on the same page with Mike like listening right. but really not fully understanding and trying to I guess uh, find analogs in engineering and computers and how certain parts work together but it's just kind of coming up blank but right. Fell stays quiet So, but Mike looks over to Fell and is like well all that said all I know is what I saw and what I feel like I experienced which you said what Question. You said the shadow plane. Were we in the fucking shadow plane? What? Where were we? I believe so, yes. I think we were in some sort of pocket dimension of the shadow plane. Likely that scientist created. But Terry said he didn't didn't see anything on any type of senses or anything. Like, why? Fell, this is a little beyond Terry's wheelhouse. Huh. Yeah, br- brilliant of a creation as he is, there may be things he can't perceive, right? Just like there's things I can't perceive. And he and he kind of looks pointedly at Fell as he says that. He says, but I do know what I saw. And this scientist, she asked you, Fell, to come at me and do something like what happened with Oren. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm quite proud of you, mate. Because... That... I don't know how this all works, but thank you for not... Coming at me and digging into me, cutting me open, whatever it may be. Mike, I'm very, I'm very proud of you. You've done too many things for me. For me to ever try to... Willfully harm you in any way, or, or, or do anything to you that I just... I don't understand. So yeah. and he, he claps you on the shoulder and then he turns to the captain. And he walks up to the captain, face to face, looks down at her, and says, Again, I don't pretend to understand how any of this works. But I know what I saw. And it looked like you willingly went digging into my friend Oren here and I hesitate to call you captain right now cause if you ever fucking come at me with something like that pocket dimension or no when we get out of there I'll snap your fucking neck so Oren actually interjects and he's like stop this is exactly what that stupid scientist wants she wants to turn us all against each other. To separate, divide, and conquer. 
That's how she's going to let this corruption spread. And Orin turns to Ziva and says, Cap, listen. I understand why you did what you did. It's done now. We cannot let this tear us apart. We're never going to get through this if we crumble. Does everyone understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mike drops his cigar and stomps it out and walks away. Doesn't answer your question. So, Ziva was kind of like staring down after, you know, Mike had said his bit and then Oren has just kind of come and laid everything out bare. She was sort of staring down and she kind of pops her eyes up. She doesn't so much move her head, but her eyes turn up and look at everybody still in the room. You are right, Doran. We will kill this woman, this creature, whatever she is. And we will do it as a crew. We will do it with me as your captain. Because loath though you may be, some of you... And she would kind of glance down the hall towards where Mike walked out. What I did, I did for the best possible results. Oren is not burdened with this pain, this anguish that he has had. He is clearer. He can move forward. We will all move forward. And if anyone has any problem with it, or if they wish to snap any bones, I am happy to take that up with you. And she just kind of glares at everybody. Yeah, Fel's gonna put his hand on the back of his head and just kind of rub it like sheepishly. It's like, yeah, uh, no, no problem here, Cap. And uh, it's gonna turn to leave. She just kind of nod at you, not smiling, not saying anything. She'd look at Orin and just kind of nod a little bit, and she would walk across, um, heading towards, like, the galley. Orin just nods a little bit and lets her go, you know. Kuiper's going to head towards the galley. For Oren's part, he'll take a seat in the pilot's chair and just spend a little time kind of watching the drift and and kind of being alone with his thoughts. Okay. Good. Uh, so, Oren, you can take an inspiration. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. I'll, I will do that. Uh, let's see. I also got an Alex inspiration uh, okay. from our good buddy Alex. It says, To whom it may concern, I am pinning this letter in the hopes it reaches your gentle hands safely. I'm writing in hopes that you'll consider me as the new janitor to the Epic Tracer. 
My qualifications are as follows. I am an expert in cleaning bodily fluids. I've never sneezed whilst using the bathroom, not even once. I only feel joy when I clean. I shit concentrated inspiration. On this last note, I promise all inspiration nuggets, as I call them, will be carefully stored and filed. I promise never to use the lizard's toothbrush again or try to charge my phone in the robot. I hope you consider my potential employment forever in your heart, Alex. Uh, I think that is a nice little nugget of levity in an otherwise really tough, grimdark episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So thank you, Alex, for that. Yes. Um, and Zach, good job with the role play there. Um, Heath, I'm getting to you, but let's go to the galley uh, as the captain walks in. Now, Kuiper, you're kind of trailing behind her, but what are you doing, Captain, when you walk into the galley? What's your intent there? Um, so she's actually kind of just leaning over what I imagine the space sink, uh, just kind of like catching her breath, like... Uh, but as she kind of like feels Kuiper come in, she'd sort of spin around and lift her head, just sort of composing herself. I, yes, Kuiper, how can I help you? And Kuiper walks into the galley and he likes up a Don Juan cigarillo and says, nice speech back there. I was hoping we could talk for a moment. Of course. What's on your mind? First off, I would like to apologize for my insistence on the actions that took place back there. Kind of gives a quick look. There's no need to apologize. I... I am happy to assist in whatever way assistance needs to be given. And in that moment, that was how I could have helped. But uh, it did not come to pass, so... Yes. She just kind of smiled a little. And he takes that in, regards the captain, says... You've taken some hits from the crew, but I have a feeling they'll be all right. This is not over. It could have been worse. We could have all been killed. The opportunity was there. I see that you are struggling, as we all are. But, as you mentioned back there, just to paraphrase, we must use critical thought. We must own our outcome. Those on that table back there all consented for one reason or another. To take, one must first give. Power does not come at a discount. She takes a deep breath and kind of walks over and puts a hand on Kuiper. I assume he's like sitting or, or, kneel, or you know, 
leaned up against something as Kuiper is wont to Leaning, yeah. Um, and she just kind of put a hand on his shoulder and would say, You are very, very right. And as much as it may pain some of the rest of the crew, I will use whatever advantage that I can get to ensure our safety and longevity. Mikael can be very passionate, but passion must be tempered by an even head. We will attend to our business on Versys. We will destroy this creature and we will rid ourselves of this corruption. And we will do so together. And she kind of squeezes his arm. And Kuiper kind of like slow nods in agreement. And he puts his hand on top of where she's squeezing. And he says, I'd rather the hand of someone I can trust prodding at my brain than that doctor. (laughs) Well, you have a very sharp intellect. It would take a, more than a scalpel, I imagine, to get at that brain of yours. And she would kind of wink and... I am glad you are here with us, Kuiper. I, um... I feel we will need you more than we know. Well, I like to keep things interesting. Add a little bit of spice to this food, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yes, very much. Now, if um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go and rest a little bit before we approach Versys proper. Of course, my Capitan. Excellent, excellent, excellent. A um, few hours later, Terry comes over the intercoms and says, We are approaching versus airspace. Sorry, star space, right? Not airspace. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you, you know, Oren, you're in the pilot's chair, and I imagine a couple of you might have made your way to the bridge as, as you've gotten closer. And you see versus start to come into view. And Versys is a planet that is tidally locked, and so when you see it from out here in space, you see one half of it is just a sun-drenched desert. Like the whole, like half of the the globe is a desert, and then the other half is completely shrouded in darkness, with lots of ice caps towards the top, and right down the equator line is this kind of always dusk lit ring of inhabitation of where you can see the lights of various cities shining and you know that with with great severity now that salvation begins with finding Kaon Reese 
at Verses, specifically in Kuvakara. And we'll see you. Well, we got through that one. I hope everybody else did, too, out there in, in the listeners. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was Man. Ooh, just just juicy. <laughs> the, the premier grimdark Starfighter podcast. <laughs> premier. Set it up in the beginning. I wanted to live up to it.